This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. I'm Steph Driver, and today on Broad Street Hockey Interviews, I'm joined by my co-host Bill Matz and Philadelphia Flyers head coach John Tortorella. So we'll keep it real short for you. I know you're very busy. Uh, puck drops Thursday night at the Wells Fargo Center. Division matchup against geographic historical rival, the New Jersey Devils. You have 20 years of experience as an NHL head coach. How are you feeling heading into this season? Yeah, I, I, guess, I guess the way I'll answer that is uh, I feel like the players. We've had the exhibition season. We've done this long enough. Uh, I want to see what we are when the real stuff starts happening, uh, whether it be really good stuff, uh, some bad stuff we have to correct, all, all of that. Uh, I want to see it happen in the real stuff. That's uh, looking forward to seeing uh, how the season starts out, Coach. Uh, you've in interviews when you first got the job and maybe throughout camp, we've seen on, uh, you know, on the standard, you've mentioned concerns about the culture and chemistry in the locker room. Uh, now that the season's basically arrived, I, I realize it's not an overnight thing that's going to change. It's a season-long process. How would you uh, assess the culture ahead of game one? It's, a, it's really a tough question for, for me to answer because we, we, haven't, we haven't gone through any good stuff. We haven't gone through any adversity. Uh, I, I think that's when you start seeing how players react. Uh, are the players playing hard enough for the coaching staff? Do we have to bring that to attention? Uh, some of the conflict that, uh, that happens when we're coaching and trying to get to a different standard. I think that's when you start building it. Uh, I, I, it's easy during, during the exhibition season. It's mostly a lot of evaluation. A lot of the coaching is happening right now the past two or three days and we're teaching our systems. 
And when we start playing Thursday, that's when it means something. All, all the points mean something. And, and that's when the pressure's on. And that's when we kind of push a little bit too and, and, and looking for things to be done the right way and how you carry yourself. So uh, it's a big part of what we have to do here. Uh, I think we're just beginning to, to start that with some good hard practices here before we open up. But you ask me in a month, I'll give you a better answer as far as where we stand. All right. He just booked himself for a month from now. Everyone make sure, make sure we have that recorded. I will take you up on that for sure. So what does a successful 2022, 23 season look like for the flyers? I don't know. I, 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 I'll tell you this. I, I, it's going to take some time to build it the right way. I, I think when you, uh, when you want to get this organization's back to where the Flyers used to be and, and, the, and the respect that they had in this league, um, that's going to take time and us building from within. Some of our kids to develop them, uh, develop a system of play that people are held accountable. Uh, just a, a, a system of teaching what it is to be a pro um, I don't know how long it's going to take. I, you know, I, I can't get into predictions. I don't know what we're going to look like. I, I, I don't know because I haven't experienced these guys in this stuff here when it really means something. I'm, I'm, I'm happy the way the camp has gone, uh, but we have some holes. Uh, we, we have some holes within our lineup. We have some holes mentally as far as uh, can guys handle the expectations they're going to put on. Uh, but we're, we're going to uh find our way we're going to defend first we have to play better in front of carter that's one thing i hope that we improve on we're going to have to i mean you can't do nothing but improve on it when you're last in the league uh we're going to have to play from from carter on out and build our team that way and uh and we'll see where we go these are i I know you want to i i just i'm not going to lie to you i just don't know what it's going to look like i i i know what i want it to look like i know what the i want the effort to look like i hope we get it or that's when we're going to start building the standard. That's when there's going to be some hiccups and, and conflict that goes along with it to build the standard. So when you're looking back in June, July, August, whatever it ends up being, and, and you're feeling good about the 2022 season, 23 season, yeah. what does that look like? How did you get to feeling good about what you produced that season? Are you talking at the end of the year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, does look the- back. Looking back. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I guess the biggest thing is uh, um, that we play as a group, that, we, that we're a hard team to play against uh, consistently. And quite honestly, it's instinctive that we're a hard group. It's, it's, not, it's not coaches always telling them we need to be harder. It's the group basically taking over themselves and, and taking on that personality as far as being a hard group to play certainly better defensively and, and and guys when I talk about defense I've talked about it twice now it's not to try to turn this team into a defensive team you, you just don't win in this league you don't you don't create a standard until you learn how to play away from the puck that's the hard part of the game so I I, I hope we take steps in that direction in those type of areas and, and I'm not going to talk about I'm not going to give you what our win-loss record is I, I think if we do the foundation things of, of playing the game the right way, hard defensively, and you're as a group and you have a, an identity as a hard group, 
And maybe you gain a little respect in this league because we have zero respect in this league right now, zero. If we gain a little respect in this league, then I think we're on the right track. If you're talking about uh, uh, June and July, uh, then we're, we're taking the steps in the right direction. Torts, I am, you know, this is my job, but I am a fan first. And when I hear you talk about restoring the Flyers to what they used to be, like that gets me very excited. And the idea that this team is going to work hard and be hard to play against is something we've been hearing a lot of. Mm -hmm. What does it really mean to be hard to play against? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a great question because I think when you put Philadelphia Flyers and being a hard team to play against, they immediately start thinking about back in the 70s when they were brawling and all the names and uh, and just and, – but the game's changed. I, I think being a team hard to play against is a uh, a team that, uh, that plays hard on the wall, protects pucks, uh, makes sure the puck is out in a certain situation in the neutral zone so you don't get uh, another offensive play at you uh, in your offensive zone, blocking shots uh, – Finishing your checks, uh, sticking up for one another, taking care of the blue paint, being in their blue paint and lot, lo, not letting anybody near your goalie in your blue paint. I can go on, you know, for 10 minutes about little things that happen, but none of it's fighting. Uh, none of it's the big body checks. Uh, a big part of it is, uh, is making them, if they have to come up the ice 180 feet, that they're going to be going through five bodies. That's being above the puck. And they're going to have to sift through all of us to get to our end zone. That's being hard. Uh, being hard is uh, when you get spanked one night, you bounce back the next night and you put in a good effort, you find your way. That's being hard mentally. So it's not physical hardness, it's mental hardness. And, and that's just concentrating on being a team that so many different categories come into it that plays the right way. We've heard a lot uh, this off season, you know, you say you don't know exactly what this team's going to look like and how can you, you haven't really yeah. coached the full roster yet. You don't really know what you have, but we've heard so much about how you want the team to be aggressive. I want to know how you uh, like evaluate when the right amount of aggressive, what's too aggressive. Like how do you decide uh, when a player is being the right amount of aggressive versus too aggressive or yeah, when we, they're making yeah, the right decisions. Yeah, we have a we, we put a saying down the wall here this summer, down by the weight room. Uh, it's basically don't worry about your mistakes, but just manage your risk too. You know, and because it's a game of mistakes, I, I think that's one thing where uh, an older coach that I am, I, I think have evolved over the years is that I think early in my career you'd always you'd want a perfect game. It was almost you you didn't want them to make a mistake. I think you need to let them make mistakes and live through it. And, and I think they learn quicker by going through some mistakes and, and maybe leaving them alone. Maybe they figure it out, but you step in sometimes when you don't think they have. I, I, think, I, I think allowing them to play through the mistakes is very important. The, the, the key part is I don't want mistakes of us being on our heels. I don't want us to test the waters. Uh, I don't want us to counterpunch and allow a team to dictate how the game's going to be played. I like to see us be aggressive in our forechecking, aggressive in our pinching, just aggressive in our mindset. I can live with mistakes a lot easier that way than having mistakes made just through being timid. Uh, and this is how I think you create, create an identity as a team. Uh, I, want, I want 
I, I, and I, it's going to take more than a season, I think. I, I want teams to know when they play the Philadelphia Flyers, we're coming. Uh, no matter how much skill we have, no matter uh, what type of problems we have within our lineup, they're coming at us tonight. And that's how I want us to be identified. And uh, that's going to take some time. So uh, that's an identity. I, I think we're a team without an identity right now. And we're, we're going to try to cure that step-by-step step in the process. So as we wrap up here, I want to talk about John Tortorella, the man. So one of the things that we know about you, one of the things that I know about you, it's my favorite, is that you have a big heart and you love to rescue animals. And that's something that's very important to you. And yes. it's very important to me too. Um, and I've heard that you're working with the PSPCA and PAWS. I've worked closely with them in the past. Um, and we're going to help you with your adoptable pet of the week. Why is this so important to you? Can you tell me about where this comes from, your love for animals? Yeah, you know what? I, I, I just have, uh, my wife is, uh, you know, all the crap she's put up with me with all the moving and just what wives do with professional athletes and professional coaches. She has, uh, uh, she is the one that's really turned me on to this here with our family foundation. She does so much work all over the country as far as when it comes to animal welfare. And she's the one who kind of brought my attention to uh, some of the neglect and the atrocities that go on with all animals, uh, cats, dogs, horses, anything. Mm -hmm. And you know what, I'll put it to you this way. I, I think we have four pitties, three horses, all rescues. Horses were basically dead in the fields. They're just wonderful animals now. The pitties, the shelters are are littered with pities now that people have given up on. And, and for us, we like rescuing them because there's so many out there. She, she just brought it to my attention. And as you go through it, they're so vulnerable because they're so loyal. And no matter what's going on, they're always coming back because they're so loyal to the person that owns them or is with them, no matter it's good or bad stuff. That's frightening to me because there's so much shit going on, how people treat animals. And so over the years, I've learned more and more from her. And uh, we, we uh, if it's not hockey, it's this. And, and my, my wife is at the forefront of all this. I just follow her lead and I've just fallen in love with animals. And, and I'd rather be with animals than people. Uh, uh, it, it, I just enjoy it more. And, and there's such a need for it. Uh, Oh, this is just so many, there's so many things uh, that need to be done. Uh, you know, quite honestly, I think there needs to be legislation, harder legis legislation on people that abuse animals yeah. because they're just let off, you know, that, and I mean, I, I know I'm kind of rambling here, but it's such an encompassing topic for me. Uh, we're in, we, we're so fortunate that not me and her, but because of the platform I, I am so lucky to have, we can help that way. And that's what we're trying to do, to just bring awareness to, to the people that, what, what, that we need help. Animals need help all over the world. And we're just trying to add, lend ourselves to it because of the platform that we do have. I, I love that. And that's exactly how we are too. That's my yeah. life too, that's hockey and, and saving animals. Good. I know um, you good. definitely, I know you definitely just one step over with that one. That's coach. it. That's uh, all yeah. we needed. <laughs> yeah, and I, need, I didn't mean to ramble on, no. but no, I, I can't express enough oh. to the people of people, you know, people that listen to this, go walk a dog, just go spend some time with some people and the, the, the animals in the shelter and help out in any way. Just, 
some money just to get animals vetted. If you don't have money, spend some time with them. It, it, it was such a need. And now, especially as you guys know, especially after the hurricane, yes. how many anim animals yes. have been displaced and now are in shelters. I, I, I just can't express to the people enough how much work is needed. People are trying, but we need more help. And all you need is love. Like that's all that yeah. these animals need. They need somewhere to stay that's warm and to yeah. be taken care of. And they need love. That's yeah. It. And that isn't, that isn't reaching in your pocket to, exactly. to dish out money. It, it's from your heart. And, and that's where these animals get into a jam. They have, they're, they're just so loyal that they get into a jam and, and the abuse is just crazy. Yeah. All right. I've bullied everyone about a team dog. Let's this follows i've been i've been bullying everyone that i've talked to about a flyers team dog is it time are we getting a team dog the only thing i mean this has been brought up to me the only thing that worries me about that is the dog's well-being you know yeah. it gets passed around during the day where does it stay at night you, you know what i mean steph it, it, i totally do yep. yeah you can't so, just have a rink dog that sleeps in the locker yeah room. but i don't know if that's good for the dog i, don't, I just don't know what happens there so i'm that's not sure if we go there but I want to, I, I want to do this. I, yeah. I want to do this publicly with you guys and anybody to listen just to talk about animal and animal welfare. I'd rather do this than talk about hockey, quite honestly. And <laughs> me too. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm available for conversations like this and I know hockey's my job, but I, I want to try to help out in any way possible. My wife and I want to try, try to help out in any way possible. Beautiful. And I know that we're, we're coming right up on time, but I would love, I would love to connect with you offline whenever you have a chance. We'll I would love it. to. Okay. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. I really, really appreciate it. My pleasure, guys. Have a great day. Thank you. Sports, if you can do me one favor and give Charlie O'Connor as hard of a time as possible, it would I, I, really mean a lot to me. Yeah, that, that's going to probably come naturally anyway, as far as some of the questions he's already asked. So that'll come sooner or later. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot. Excellent. Thanks so much. All right, guys. Be well. What is up, Astros fans? This is Jeff Balke and my partner, former Astro Jeff Blum from the Believe in Astros podcast to tell you baseball is back and we've got your world champion Houston Astros covered. Every week we go inside the clubhouse, break down the games, discuss the players and give you everything you need to know about the Houston Astros baseball organization with special guests and a few surprises all summer and into the postseason. So tune in to the Believe in Astros podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V on Apple. Spotify, YouTube, and everywhere you get your podcasts, go Astros.